Engaging Leader, episode 174, Managing Willpower for What Matters Most. inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Willpower is the ability to control yourself to determine your actions. It allows you and your team to accomplish what matters most to you, whether that's solving a business problem, losing weight, cornering the market, getting out of debt, or whatever. Now, to control many of your actions, you can use selected discipline to build a powerful habit. And we talked about that in episode 172, build one powerful habit at a time. But to control other actions in any given day, it requires the power of will. That's a vital part of the self-management that's necessary for leadership and personal success. There's a famous experiment now known as the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment, which you may already be familiar with, which proved that willpower or impulse control is a key predictor of future success in life, even more important than intelligence. In this experiment, young kids were given one marshmallow, but promised a second marshmallow if they would wait for 15 minutes before eating the first one. Follow-up studies showed the kids who waited for two marshmallows later scored significantly higher on the SAT and other success measures. In fact, their scores were on average 210 points higher, and later in life they reported higher feelings of self-worth and better stress management. The other kids, on the other hand, who we'll call low delayers, low in willpower, they were 30% more likely to be overweight, and they later suffered higher rates of drug addiction. So if you've ever heard the phrase, all good things come to those who wait, that's not really a joke. Willpower is critical for achieving personal success, for being extraordinarily extraordinarily successful with your life, it's also critical for your leadership, for you to demonstrate the appropriate self-control and focus to your team. And it's also something to teach your team. So to make sure that your team is able to stay focused on what matters most, because it requires a great deal of willpower to stay true to your priorities. Unfortunately, willpower is not on will call. All of us have a limited supply of willpower each day. And so putting it to its best use requires that we manage it. And in fact, you have to conserve it. You have to realize that you can't actually just use willpower all day long. It turns out it's actually a limited resource. We have a limited supply of willpower each day. And so it's helpful to clarify, when do I need willpower? Well, you and your team need your willpower at full strength to ensure that when you're doing the right thing, when you've clarified your priorities, and we've talked about that in some recent episodes, when you're doing the right thing, you don't let anything distract you or steer you away from it. Then you need enough willpower the rest of the day to either support what you've done or at least avoid sabotaging what you've done. And that's true whether that's with team goals, business goals, or with personal goals like losing weight. 
So let's talk a little, little bit about putting your willpower to work, managing willpower for what matters most. And this comes from chapter seven of the book by Gary Keller, The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. And if you've been following along since our podcast episode 164, you know that I've just been taking this book one at a time because it's been recommended by many highly successful people in recent years as a book that actually changed their lives. And so I thought, hmm, well, if it worked for them, let me give it a try too. Can't hurt to see if see if there's anything I'm missing. And uh, it has been very helpful already, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But you're definitely welcome to go back and pick up at one, episode 164 and get caught up. But this episode alone will be, will be, should be great on a standalone basis as well. So if we think about willpower as a limited resource, we, it's that, that, that it, you don't have an unending supply of willpower. And so it's important to pay attention to our willpower, to respect it, and to make doing what matters most a priority when your willpower is at its highest. In other words, you need to give your one thing the time of day it deserves. So if there's one thing you've identified that is going to be critical to achieving extraordinary results, one thing you're going to do today, one thing that's going to be the big focus of your week, one thing that you're going to do this quarter, and if you know that your willpower is a limited resource, then let's make sure we apply willpower to help us get that one thing done and not sabotage it. So the first thing to realize is that willpower is a mental muscle and it doesn't bounce back quickly. If you employ it for one task, there will be less power available for the next unless you recharge and refuel. And I'll talk a little bit about recharging and refueling in a minute. But there's there have been different several different studies that prove that your willpower is a mental muscle and it doesn't bounce back quickly. So if you're using it a whole lot, let's say early in the morning, and then you have an 11 o'clock meeting or brainstorming session to really focus on your one thing. Or I guess if you're like me, if I, I, I tend to work in two-hour segments. I, I carve out two hours. I'm going to get this really important thing done. If I time that so that, let's say I time that from 10 to noon, and then my morning up until then, let's say from 7 to 10 or 8 to 10, I'm doing less important work, there's a, I'm, I'm going to be using that mental muscle in a bunch of different ways. I'm going to be tiring it out with other things that require my willpower. And so it's just important for me to know that, gosh, why don't I make sure I employ willpower at the right time? So uh, let me focus on my one thing first. And let me make, if, or if I do have a, a, a 10 o'clock meeting that uh, focused on my one thing, then I better make sure I'm doing something before that that recharges or refuels me. So understanding that, it's really important and helpful to think about timing our task. So if you're like me, most of us find that our willpower is strongest early in the day before we've started using that mental muscle all day. So do what matters most first each day when your willpower is strongest. So I, for example, I usually wake at 6 o'clock, 6 a.m., and uh, or actually my alarm is set at 5.50, and so there's always some slow screwing around first thing in the morning where I'm brushing my teeth and just wiping the sleep out of my eyes and 
walking around in circles <laughs> to get myself focused on the day. And then I take some time to re, I usually take some time to reset myself. Um, I lead my life from quiet as, uh, as I've heard Kent Julian uh, teach, which is a good one, where I, I just start, get myself focused and prioritized, spend some time in meditation and prayer, uh, maybe some reading, maybe some journaling. And by seven o'clock, I've got lots of energy. I'm ready to get going. And so I have carved out seven to nine where I'm doing working on one thing type work. I'm focusing on what matters most. And my willpower is very strong at that day. So I'm a lot less likely to get distracted by other stuff. Uh, I don't, uh, but I'm careful to stay away from things that might distract me. Like I, I certainly don't check Facebook right at seven o'clock where I might get, uh, get distracted. And so Facebook would be something that can clearly be a distraction or actually even tax my willpower because it is a distraction that I'm trying to filter. And so it's helpful to recognize what taxes your willpower. What are the kinds of things that can suck up your willpower or use your that mental muscle and leave you with less willpower that you need to focus on your one thing. So here are some examples that Gary mentions in, in the book. One is implementing new behaviors. It takes extra brain power to implement something new. So it may not be if if my one thing is A, but you know, I'd like to also develop a habit of working out. That's B. And and most people would say it's best to start a habit of working out first thing in the morning. Well, that, that may be true if that's your one thing right now. But if it's not, then maybe you should save that that for later in the day after you've focused on your one thing because implementing a new behavior is going to tax your willpower. Another thing is filtering distractions, which I already mentioned, like, like Facebook. Uh, a third thing would be resisting temptation. So the, the act of resisting Temptation, whatever that means for you, for me, uh, maybe chocolate and uh, nuts, cashews being a, a favorite. Those are things that would be tempting for me that I need to resist. And so I certainly don't have those anywhere. I try to keep them out of the house, basically, um, and out of my office and out of my car. Nowhere where I actually have to resist them. Suppressing emotion is another is another interesting thing. So if you can actually express your emotion in a healthy way, talking it out, talking about it with a friend, a spouse, your journal, in prayer, somehow expressing emotion rather than suppressing it all the time uh, is going to improve your willpower. Restraining aggression is another thing. I guess that's a lot like suppressing emotion. Suppressing impulses. So obviously, suppressing impulse is the definition of willpower. So if you are trying to suppress an impulse, you are using up your willpower. Taking tests. Trying to impress others. You know, wearing a mask, trying to manage your image. That actually uses your willpower. So it's uh, it's actually a lot, lot more easier, a more easier, more effective way to live if you can be authentic and be yourself and just be comfortable in your own skin and not try to work all the time to impress others or manage your Im- image. Uh, I think probably all of us struggle with that to some, some extent or another. I know I do. Um, and it's just something to work on to to improve. Just try to put the, your guard down, quit building walls, put your mask down, and just be authentic and share with others 
as appropriate what you're really thinking and feeling. Another is coping with fear. Another is doing something you don't enjoy. We all have to do that. There's a, nobody has the, the perfect job that I'm aware of where you just do nothing except for what you love. We all have something like 10, at least 10 or 20% of a typical workday involves some tasks that we don't love to do. And so, my goodness, try not to do those first thing in the day or, or before you're going to be focusing on your one thing. And then also is selecting long-term over short-term rewards. That is a sign of maturity. In other words, delayed gratification. It's, that's part of being a mature adult. It's part of being successful. But it takes willpower. I'll put that list in the show notes just so that you, if you want to go back through that. But these are things that you would want to um, conserve your willpower regarding. So do these, Try if you can just not do, it, not do them, some of them that's great, like suppressing emotion. The, the, the less you can do that, the healthier you're going to be, the, the stronger your willpower is going to be. But um, for goodness sakes, try to do them later in the day uh, rather than before you are doing what matters most to you. So time your task and do what matters most first when your willpower is the strongest. Okay, so I've got you through the morning um, working on one thing, but what happens with the rest of your day? What happens regarding the fact that willpower has a limited battery life? Well, the good news is it can be recharged, and one of the ways you do that is with some downtime. Of course, if it, it, this isn't even about just day-to-day basis. If you're always on full-on with willpower, you may wake up some mornings with already a depleted battery. So you need to recharge with some downtime. And this is a, again, remember that willpower is a limited, but it's a renewable resource. So to recharge, identify the activities that help you feel rested and re-energized. This is something that is personal to each of us. I can't tell you exactly what is going to make you feel rested and re-energized, but I will tell you it may not be what you think, what first comes to mind. For example, the first thing that comes to my mind about what helps me feel rested and re-energized is laying on the couch with a book, being alone. Uh, it's just all anytime that I'm feeling exhausted or uh, run down, that is what usually sounds best. I just want to be alone and lose myself in a book. Maybe for you it's, it's uh, watching TV or watching a movie. Or digging into a, a big bowl of ice cream, or uh, pounding away a few beers. I have discovered and proven to myself repeatedly, after needing to rediscover it, that those types of activities are coping mechanisms, but they don't actually help me feel rested and recharged. Yeah, it's fine if I want to take an hour or two to to read a a book, whether that's a a helpful instructional kind of book or just a, a novel for fun. And I do feel some rest out of that, but I don't usually jump off the couch and say, all right, now I'm ready to tackle the world. Why? It's because the reason why that's not the case is because I am not an introvert. I actually need time with other people to feel fully re energized. I'm not a raving extrovert. Um, I'm, I'm kind of more in the middle middle of the road, but I definitely lean more on the extroverted side. And so if I'm spending a lot of time in isolation, I'm not actually getting re-energized. So for me, the 
activities that help me feel rested and re-energized and to re-up my willpower are going to be things that involve physical activity uh, and especially with somebody else. So going for a walk or a hike with my wife, with one of my kids or multiple kids or a friend, uh, shooting some hoops with a buddy, hanging out with friends, taking my wife out on a date or going out on a double date together. Most of the time, an actual workout will help me feel re-energized. But it's especially better when I've got some kind of involvement with other people. So whatever it means for you, uh, be aware of what can actually renew your willpower, that thing with limited battery life. So that is about recharging to feel rested and re-energized. Another thing to manage when it comes to willpower is your fuel. You need to refuel in order to re-up your willpower battery. And I'm talking specifically about the foods that you eat. And uh, there's some studies that were done that Gary quotes in the book about how blood sugar, your blood sugar levels have a, a very direct and powerful result on your willpower. So, if, for example, if you eat a candy bar and your blood sugar is going to spike up and then it's going to go down. And when it goes down, your willpower is going to go down with it. If you have a high-carb kind of diet where you eat lots of sugars and simple carbohydrates, you're probably going to have a blood sugar crash like that not long after you eat, and it's going to um, happen... It may happen pretty quickly after you eat, like at 15 minutes. Uh, it may happen again, like an hour after you eat. Your blood sugar is going to be unstable, and your willpower will be the same. So to refuel, make sure that your meals include foods or are focused mostly on foods that are going to elevate your blood sugar evenly over long periods to create a stable blood sugar. So I'm talking about proteins like meats and eggs, and there's a certain amount of protein in dairy and beans, legumes. I'm also talking about healthy fats. Uh, those are those are actually very good. You're, you may have been scared away from fats in the past, but fats, um, if in, in, consumed in the right quantities, and if you stay away from trans fats and fake fats, uh, they can actually help man, manage your blood sugar. And then also slow carbs, which are Foods which have a low glycemic index, and that means they convert to blood sugar slowly. So that would include most vegetables, uh, whole grains, seeds, nuts, beans, peas, legumes. So some of those uh, were on both lists as far as proteins um, and carbs, like beans and legumes is what I'm uh, specifically, but uh, seeds. Those are kind of a combination of protein and, and carbs. They've got some of both. But these can help you maintain a steady blood sugar. They can also help you feel full longer and just feel have a better mood for hours, two, three, four hours after your meal. Now, I will say I am not a nutrition expert. I'm not an expert on slow carbs. Um, I'm personally confused by when I look at lists of slow carbs Sometimes seeds and nuts are on them and sometimes not. So I'm not really sure about seeds and nuts being on that list. But definitely uh, I, I focus on trying to make sure that each meal has some uh, like beans, black beans, pinto beans, something like that, or hummus 
or a small amount of whole grains, especially like uh, I'll sometimes have a quarter cup of raw oatmeal. I'm really careful about grains personally because they also I, I apparently have uh, contribute to inflammation and for me weight gain. So I have to be really careful about grains, not to eat too too much of those. So small amounts, but definitely. Um, Beans and legumes, those kinds of things, are are good slow carbs. So the point is, at at each meal, have some foods that are going to help manage your blood sugar and manage your willpower by by uh, results. So proteins, healthy fats, and slow carbs. And if you need a snack to keep your blood sugar even. Uh, if you need a snack in between meals, make sure you're picking it from that list too. My go-to is usually a small handful of nuts. I don't know if that's on a slow carb or not, but it definitely has the protein and healthy fat and some carbs. And um, if I, I, I don't choose something like cashews, where I seem to have some kind of addiction to it, but uh, like raw almonds, raw pecans, and uh, walnuts are, if I just have a small handful of those, um, especially like in a mid-afternoon where I might get an energy slump, then I'm good to go and it definitely recharges my energy and helps my willpower. So keep in mind that full-strength willpower requires a full tank. Monitor that fuel gauge. Make sure you're eating healthy and and do so regularly. And don't let what matters most, your one thing, be compromised simply because your brain was under-fueled. So to summarize, willpower is a timing issue. When you use it first on what matters most, you can always count on it. So don't spread your willpower too thin. Conserve it, manage it. On any given day, you have a limited supply of willpower. So decide what matters and reserve your willpower for it. When you have your will, you will get your way. Thanks for joining us today, Engagers. I'll put the information and links that I mentioned on the show notes for this episode, including I will link you to an article that I wrote previously about that marshmallow test, and you'll actually see be able to see some videos, uh, YouTube videos that were filmed related to that too. So I'll put that on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 174 as in episode 174. This is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that specializes in workforce communications. My colleagues and I partner with mid-size and large employers to attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results in several areas, including talent management, workforce health engagement, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at AspendaleCommunications.com. Our thanks to Monica Harrison, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, J.J. Leahy, our social media guru, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers. (laughs) 